Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. <laughs> I'm present. Present in a calendar for. <laughs> you were just checking yourself out in the viewfinder. Dude, I am irritated <laughs> because I, you know, of course, you come out of the restroom and you're like, hey, I got, you know, I'm, I got my hair all, you know, I put the headphones on and then I look in the camera and I look like the freaking, first of all, I've not had a haircut in like a year and a half. Um, so the bun just keeps getting higher. Mm-hmm. And then closer to God, I, I look like the Leaning Tower of Pisa when I look in this thing. I'm like, what in the heck? I'm lopsided. My head is lopsided. You look good. Hey, you know. <laughs> oh my God! Hey everyone, I'm Lee. I'm the daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. What's up? Besides your lopsided hair. Yeah, my head is lopsided. Maybe it's just my head. Maybe it's not <laughs> I was the hair. Say, maybe it's not the hair. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my gosh! What's going on? I'm so sorry. I want to take a sip of my beverage That's <laughs> as all right. soon as you ask that. Do it. I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of beverage today. There is going to be a lot of beverage today. I need to... Loosey-goosey. <laughs> Loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey, It's baby. been a stressful week. I feel like we say that every week. Yeah, I think life is just stressful <laughs> at this point. Right. And then we just keep piling more stuff onto our plates. We do. Yeah. You had you have a milestone this week. Do I? You do. Oh. What is it? I mean you have you have some you have some new news. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going back to school. Yeah. Yeah. So you started class on hmm, Monday? Tuesday. Monday. Monday? Yeah. Yeah. So on top of everything else. Why right? not, you know. Why not? Why not add a little more spice to the mix? So feeling a little sleep deprived. I'm a little sleep deprived. I think it's going to kick my ass a little bit, but I'm ready. I'm Trying ready. Trying to jog that brain back into scholarly pursuits. Yeah. Nothing made, I felt so stupid because really? my assignment this week, I had to write a paper. Mm-hmm. And when you haven't written a paper mm-hmm. in like, I don't know eight years mm-hmm. i sat down and was like i my brain doesn't know how to function in that way anymore yeah it's it was like flexing a completely different muscle so that was fun yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that would that would be difficult because when i look at my notes for mm-hmm. just the podcast i'm like it's like a kindergartner wrote it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. only well, i can decipher what's happening there i think you should auction off your notebook not auction like we, off my notebook. we should give it away for a giveaway one time <laughs> it's media <laughs> who wants these notes <laughs> Yeah, it'll be in a museum one day. Antique, like the Cottingley Fairies. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, you also have a milestone. I do? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm calling you out. You're calling me out. Go ahead. What's my milestone? I, I started school too. In Lori and Lee fashion, oh, we do gosh. everything simpatico. It was not planned. It was, it was not. not planned that way. But um, I have also decided to go back to school, and we literally started on the same day. The same day. Not planned. Not planned. I said, stop copying me. You're like, <laughs> stop copying me, Mom. I'm always stealing your... You're like, when am I going to have my moment, Angus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we can share the moment. I'm more than happy to share. Yeah. 
So um, hopefully I don't have to write papers, but I'm I'm diving You're into the... You're going to have to. Ooh. <laughs> right now I'm uh, taking a summer uh, chemistry intensive and I feel like my head is going to explode. Yeah, Ooh. my brain can't compute math. I'm not going to act like it can't. Math is not my favorite. So we all know I can't pronounce things. Mm-hmm. Common sense has left the mm-hmm. chat in mm-hmm. regards to me and math is mm-hmm. not there either. Right. Well, and also um, because of COVID, the reason I decided to go back to school was to get hands-on, hands-on with the plants. And uh, Probably wrong time to do that. <laughs> you know, COVID has me on the computer, which if you've been following us for any length of time, you know that I stink Guys, at computers. she asked me how to copy and paste something the other day. I said, girl, you really going to have to <laughs> take that like should, a... That probably should have been the first class. Go computer learn how to 101. Computer 101. <laughs> this is how you turn it on. I know. And you're like, you can't be asking me this stuff. I said, figure it out. No, I helped you. You did. You but did. I'm not going to help you again. No. I got to figure Tough it out. Love, baby. You know, it's pretty bad when you t- write down notes in your notebook on how to copy and paste. Uh, yeah. Highlight. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I'm I saw the worst. you do it. I was like, I know. oh. Yeah. I can't. Because I am a visual. I visual Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's yeah you're gonna be just fine you'll get the hang of it scary you can do it you can do it you can do it yeah so um speaking of that voice you just made we had a long conversation about how we both tend to like use a specific accent (laughs) we had a long conversation about this because i obviously um when the episode drops yeah i go on and I take a little tune in and I listen because, uh-huh. you know, I started doing it because I thought, you know, at least me and you or you and I would at least be one one stream of the podcast. <laughs> way to go, grammar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, way to go, grammar. Hello, English. Um, so it was like, okay, well, I'll listen just to, but then I was like, now it's like, okay, maybe I better jot down some notes things to do and things not to do yeah. so yeah so i noticed that what we had talked about this because you are used to being in the front of the business yeah social media and all that kind of stuff and i tend to hit the background i'm outside with the plants and mm-hmm. that's my that's my spiel it's your so, time to shine yeah so i am not comfortable sitting here right right doing this and uh so i noticed that when i get nervous i'm like what is that crazy voice i'm making you talking like a southern accent I said, I was like, <laughs> what the heck is it? You know, and I'm, but it's not Southern. I don't, I don't know, know any, what it is. I don't know any Southern person yeah, that talks like that. Not to offend any Southern. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what is that? It's completely made I up. I can't place it. I figured it out. <laughs> okay, did I you? figured it out. Yes. I sound like, and you all know this, this is a throwback, but I sound like Walter Brennan <laughs> from The Real McCoys. Have you ever seen that show? It's oh, an old yeah. one. Have you seen it? I have it? a long time ago. Yeah, it's old. It's really old. I think it's I, old. I think I used to watch it with my grandfather. I was going to say, yeah. I know my grandfather used to watch it. Yeah, and I'm like, that's exactly who I sound like, and that's not a, that's not a good thing. I I say roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's not something you just do on here. You do it in person, to, like it's just an, when we're chatting. You do yeah, it. I think it's a nervous tick when I'm. I uncomfortable. think it might be. Yeah, yeah, when I'm 
Yeah. You sound like Paul Rudd in I Love You Man when he's oh slapping gosh. the bass. <laughs> slapping the bass, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a little Irish leprechaun and he's away. Yeah, he's to trying say. to do a Jamaican <laughs> accent, but he can't get out of the leprechaun. That's what you sound like. <laughs> the same accent sounds. <laughs> Every Brennan. accent sounds the yeah, same. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really am going to be cognizant and. No, I think I don't lose it. Oh, really? Don't lose it. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> Stay true it, to you. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but just, you know, so we're aware. That is, I think, a nervous tick. Yeah, we're aware of it. <laughs> we hear it. Thank we get you. it. Thanks. Someone called me out for saying super cool all yeah. the time. Oh, uh, yeah. So I can't help it. We're supposed to drink. We're supposed to drink every time I say super cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be listening for that. I was going to say, we've got our yeah. trusty beverages. We do. We need them today. I think my head's going to explode. Your head's going to explode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready. I am ready. I'm ready. I picked some, you know, I picked some uh, light and fun. Did you? Discussion today. Okay. Yeah. Mine's kind of dark and mysterious. Is it? Yeah. I know. I tend to pick the like, if you're just tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and you don't know us. Mm-hmm. I like horror and Halloween, so my choices seem to lean that way. Mm-hmm. I don't do it on purpose, but that's just what I'm interested in. Right, and then I'm like, shit. And <laughs> I, I should probably like. I don't know which way I lean. Where do I go? Plants. I don't know. Well, plants. Yeah, and then you're you know. more light, and I'm more like spooky. Yeah. <laughs> light yeah you are spooky yeah. although i i oh. am i am missing halloween today i have my halloween t-shirt on because i'm i'm like over the summer bullshit and it's hot it's hot and muggy and uncomfortable and i'm just not a summer gal i'm not either no um again i think i would be if i had a pool near me but even then i think i i like fall <laughs> i yeah, just like, want to go where it's fall all the time can, like if my bed were on a pool yeah, I could just you know sleep twenty four seven twenty four seven because it's uncomfortable. I hate being hot. I don't like it either. I like to be chilly, and I like I to like, wrap up in a I little like blanket. I like to wear sweatshirts and sweaters, yeah. and yeah, this not this not my this jam. Isn't it. This is not the vibe. No, so I'm kind of over it, and I'm ready for my uh, pumpkin spice lattes. A latte, lattes. And I used to. Here's a fun leaves. little. Here's a fun little what? story. <laughs> I used to. I was a barista for mm-hmm, some time. Mm-hmm. And this, I had this one customer that would always come up to me and ask for a chi latte. A chi latte. A chi latte. latte. I know you say that all the time. All the time. So now I call chai lattes chi lattes. A chi latte. <laughs> May I have a chi latte? <laughs> no, I'd always be like, what? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Coming right up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring a little Halloween spooky vibe to you today. Are you? Well, I'm excited about that. Because I have been missing it. And I figured you yeah. need a little Halloween vibe. I need a little Halloween vibe. Although you said today. Mm-hmm. Today. Today. Because you're on social media threads that tell you exactly when the Halloween goodies hit the stores. Um, yeah. There, there are some stores right now. There July. Are, it is July, people. As of right now, there are 111 days till Halloween. That's correct. Right? <laughs> so. Calm down. That's, still, that's long. If, if I had my way, Halloween stuff would be in the stores 24-7. So. Well, why not the Christmas stuff is? right on no thanks yeah uh yeah so my topic today isn't necessarily halloween but it's always associated with halloween and spooky things i am doing edgar Allan poe Ooh, wonderful Ooh, ah. 
enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm excited. Me too. Um, I love Poe. You know you this. Have always loved. Po. I have since I was little. Since you were little, I've always loved his uh, stories and poetry. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know him personally. Yeah. But- I remember one year for Christmas, your stocking was filled with like Edgar Allan Poe socks and you had Edgar Allan Poe band-aids. I still have them. Do you really? Yeah, they were too cute. I didn't want to use them. (laughs) I'm gushing blood profusely. That's right. Don't use my Poe (laughs) band-aids. Those are too important. (laughs) Too important. I'll bleed out. Put them in a shadow box. (laughs) Hang them on the wall. (laughs) I know. Like, what am I going to do with them? They came in a cute tin. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I've always been interested with him. And so I figured a lot of his stories um, contain magic. Mm-hmm. And since that's what we're talking about here, I said, let's that's what we're talking about. Let's bring him on. Right on. Are you ready? Dude, I am strapped in the coaster <laughs> and ready to roll. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. You caught me off guard there with that one. That was good. Okay. So Edgar Allan Poe was born in Boston on January 9th. January 19th, 1809. Now, that means he's a Capricorn Aquarius cusp. (laughs) You know I was going to bring this in. Oh, yes. But born on the same day as Mac Miller. Wow. Your favorite. And I love Mac Miller. You love Mac Miller. Who is from Pittsburgh? Yes. Anyone from Pittsburgh, I'm sure you know of Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Capricorn Aquarius cusp. I'm I'm not mad at that. I know I rag on Capricorns a lot, but cool cusp. Yeah, that if is you, a cool cusp. If you believe in cusps. Yeah. Um, he attended the University of Virginia, but also spent time in Philly, New York, and Baltimore, hence the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, fun. Well, we also know that he did have a home in Philly because we were there. We visited. We were there. It was a little bit of a stretch. I'm not going to lie, Philly. We went in there. They have an Edgar Allan Poe Museum. Yeah. And I think he lived there for like a month or something. I don't care. It was cool. <laughs> They're I like, like touched this napkin. Let's put it behind plexiglass. Girl, you know I'm all about a gift shop and they had some good gifts. They did have a good. I'm just a good kidding. Gift I'm yeah. just kidding. It was pretty cool. Go check it out. Well, the whole outside of the house was a mural. Yes. Like a mural of him. Yeah. That was cool. I liked it. I have pictures. Yep. <laughs> Way to go. Yep. Gold star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was free, too. So it was free. if you're in the Philly area and you need something fun to do, well, I don't check know if they're open right out. now, but they might be soon. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. I thought it was interesting that the Baltimore Ravens, that's how they got their name. Mm-hmm. I did not know that because I don't like sports. I think I learned that in the museum. Oh, was I not paying attention? You probably weren't. Oh, That's probably why you didn't think it was super cool. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I do recall it was kind of, remember the basement? Creepy. Sp- spooky basement. Yeah, some mm, stuff was going yep. on there. Bye-bye. Okay, speaking of spooky, his life was plagued with death. Yeah. Uh, his mother died when he was only two years old. His first love died when he was 15. (sighs) His foster mother died at 20. He is known for his contributions to the sci-fi and horror genres. If you, I don't know, have been living under a rock and you don't know who Edgar Allan Poe is, he is a writer. Did I say that? You didn't, but thanks for that clarification. (laughs) You are welcome. Yes. Um, His famous works include The Fall of the House of Usher, Mm -hmm. The Pit in the Pendulum, Mm -hmm. The Mask of the Red Death, 
Okay. Yeah. So these, I mean, these are all Vincent Price flicks, which we know I love Vincent Price. So. Your ad libs are cracking are me they? up. Every time I'm excited. I'm like, ooh, good movie. Mm, good movie. You're like, ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm recollecting the Vincent Price portrayals. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm paving the way so that you can hopefully do a Vincent Price episode oh, at some girl, point. Girl, you know it's on there. And the Telltale Heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a ton of poems. Uh, Jake used to read me Poe poems mm-hmm. at night because I used to have a hard time sleeping because I yeah. had a lot of nightmares. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that helped. <laughs> Let's read some Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. It'll make your it, nightmares pale in I'm, comparison. I'm not kidding, though. He would get two sentences in and I'd be like... <sighs> Uh, kind of like me you, to sleep kind of like when i in a good when, way remember when you were little and i would want to get you to sleep and you'd be like up running around like a rambunctious little fool and then i'd be like princess bride princess bride in out in two seconds you have yet to see that movie the whole way through i've seen it but like just pieces you know what i said to jake the other day that he never realized that i do sometimes i'll fall asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll be watching something and he'll ask He'll ask me a question and I'll wake up and act like I've been awake the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hilarious. I'll be like, ha Like I'll wake up and laugh and then go back to bed. Like you're trying to pull one over on everybody. Yeah. Like I've been I haven't, awake. I haven't been sleeping this Meanwhile, you're time. like. <laughs> He's like, I don't think I realized you were doing that. I thought you were just awake. I'm like, nope. Oh, my God. So instead of focusing on like Poe's life, because, you know. That's kind of boring. I'm going to pick one of... Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not boring, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about The Raven. Ooh, good one. Ooh. Yeah. uh, Yes. It was published in 1845. Sometimes it's weird to think about how long ago that was, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Long time. Whole whole different world. I was just a wee last then. (laughs) (laughs) I was just a thought. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay so the raven is a poem yes again published in 1845 and it is known for its ominous tone hypnotic rhythm and supernatural atmosphere i love it i do too mm-hmm. and you know i love ravens and crows so you that's so do i they know. have always yeah followed you mm-hmm. you've seen them Sometimes we're it's not a good thing. It. Okay. Well, then yeah. I'll we're just gonna... keep my lips shut. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> okay. So this poem made Poe a household name. However, it did not bring him much financial success <laughs> and it only earned him around $15. But this is, so in his lifetime, this is the poem that like made him famous. Correct. But no money. He no was poor mula. almost his entire life. I know. I learned that at the museum. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Stop it. Okay. So the story is about a man descending into madness and a talking raven. Mm-hmm. Okay. It opens with a young scholarly man sitting in a library of old books and he is reading about or- old lores, supposedly about black magic and the occult. Mm-hmm. It's suspected. But not confirmed. Not confirmed by (laughs) Poe, who died many years ago. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He is reading to try to bury his sorrow over the loss of his love, Lenore. Mm. He's reading and dreaming of her when there is a rapping at the door. I love that part. Mm -hmm. There was a rapping. And I'm going to bring it up. You know, they repeat this poem in the movie, The Crow. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to say there's a supernatural episode. 
About Edgar Allan Poe. I think so. About the, oh, no, 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 it's in the Gilmore Girls. Remember when the Poe Society comes and everybody decides to do the Raven? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I remember that. Love that. Yeah. We love the Gilmore Girls here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a rapping at the door. He opens it, but there's nothing but darkness. So he goes, shrugs it off. There's another rapping. He shrugs it off again. But then a raven flies through his window. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> okay, it perches above his chamber door on a bust of Pallas Athena. I hope I'm saying this right. Y'all know me well. by now. <laughs> Chances are slim. <laughs> Chances are slim. <laughs> but she is the Greek goddess of wisdom. So that is supposed to show that, one, the man is scholarly, right? but also the raven. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. The raven's only response when the man asks him questions. So the man tries to talk to him Mm -hmm. and says, like, what are you doing here? What's your name? And the only thing the raven has to say is nevermore. Right. Okay. So I'm sure. the raven. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm sure you've heard, quote the raven, nevermore. Mm Okay, uh, he continues to ask questions, including, will he ever be reunited with his love, Lenore? Of course, the raven responds, nevermore. Mm-hmm. The man gets mad and uh, starts to kind of descend more into sorrow and sadness. And the poem ends with the narrator saying he is doomed to live in the shadow of the raven forever. So the raven never leaves the bust. Wow. It's kind of sad. was not stuffed. What? Is it a stuffed raven? No, it's real. <laughs> the, but the raven is said to represent in this poem depression, death, sorrow, and constant remembrance. Ooh, and he never leaves? Gosh, that sucks. Because he loved Lenore mm-hmm. and she died. Yeah. Yeah, sad. That sucks. <laughs> Sorry to be a Debbie Downer here. Lenore was the name of his wife? Or no? Jacob? No. no. I thought so, Jake's checking it. Tap, tap. So Lenore is fictional. Yeah, but in a lot of his poems, when he writes about a lost love, he's talking about his Ooh. wife, Virginia, was uh, her name. Yeesh. Gotcha. Okay, so that's the poem, but I kind of wanted to discuss ravens and crows. Mm, yeah. Okay. Magical beings. I'm sure a lot of you have seen them on Halloween decorations. They're kind of always associated, and so is Poe now. Poe is associated with Halloween and spooky things because most Uh of his poems are spooky and scary. Yeah. I suggest going and picking up, like, we have a big collection of, like, all of his stories and poems. I'm going to say it. Take a sip. Super cool. Super cool. Ooh, (laughs) I'm taking a sip. Take a sip. Um, Yeah. Uh, If you like Halloween and that kind of vibe. Right. Read some Poe. Right. Maybe before bed like me. Maybe. <laughs> it comforts me at night. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm weird. Okay. Where are you? Go ahead. I'm not going to say it yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Go ahead. Okay. So ravens and crows are known to be a bird of paradox. Okay. Because they can represent totally opposite things depending mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on, you know, where in the world the mythology is coming from or the person. Okay. Right. Okay. So they can represent a source of knowledge and insight. Mm -hmm. They can be mediators between life and death. They can be guardians or they can be seen as an ill omen. Right. Okay. A group is referred to an unkindness, an unkindness of ravens. Really? Yes. And do you know what that's from? 
Yeah, One Tree Hill. Yes. Hello. Lucas Scott writes the book, An Unkindness of Ravens, and that's true. Like, so a group of ravens is called an unkindness, and a Mm. group of crows is called a murder of crows. I didn't know that. I did not know. Yeah, the other one. Good. Interesting. 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 So they are very intelligent birds, and they're playful. Yeah. Oh, fun. I know. I love them. Like, I I, I I honestly love them. I I think that they're beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so... Why are they associated with death is kind of what I wanted to go into a little bit. So the kind of obvious one is that they are scavenger birds. Right. So if you see something dead on the side of the road, chances are a crow is going Uh to be there because they... Yeah. They eat. Right. Right. I mean, and they're big and they're, you know, big black birds and their eyes are piercing. I know. Piercing. But so, like... In the olden times, back in the day, back in, the day. Uh, in battlefields, so mm-hmm. there would be, you know, the aftermath of a battle and there yes. would be thousands of, of dead bodies and crows would be everywhere. Yeah. So they kind of started to have that association, association where there is death, you will find a crow. Right. Okay. But I kind of wanted to talk about hi- like history and mm-hmm. different mythologies. Okay. Cool. And what they mean. Because, oh, again, with the paradox, yeah. they can mean different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they pop up in Native American mythology, Japanese mythology. They pop up in the Bible and a ton of other, mm-hmm. you know, different cultures. But I'm only going to focus on a few. Okay. Okay, so in Greek mythology, ravens or crows are associated with Apollo, who is the god of prophecy. Ooh, Okay. Okay. All right, I like that. So the story is that Apollo sent a white raven or crow. They're kind of... Is there a white raven? Well, they used to be white, according to this legend. Okay. So he sent... In the Greek mythology. Yes, he sent a white raven to spy on his lover. When the raven came back with the news that she had been unfaithful, Apollo scorched the bird in his anger, turning his feathers black. And that is why crows and ravens are black. Why is he going to be hating on the raven? It wasn't his I mean, fault. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> he didn't cheat on you. He's just a messenger. <laughs> right. So they are seen as a symbol of bad luck uh, because of this. Okay. In Greek mythology. Gotcha. In Norse mythology, they are associated with the god Odin. And I hope... Yeah, that's correct. Okay, thank you. That is correct. I'm just going to give the little, <laughs> I will probably butcher some words. I do not mean to offend if I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, God Odin, who had two companion ravens. Their names were, here we go again, Hugin and Munin, mm. or Huggin and Munin. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> it's I one like of the, those two. I kind of like the Huggin and Munin. <laughs> Huggin and Munin. I don't think it's that. I think it's Hugin and Munin. Right. So, Hunin translates to thought, and Munin translates to memory. Okay. So, Odin trusted these birds and gave them the power of speech. Nice. Yeah, so each day he would send them out and have them report back what they saw and heard over the village, Mm -hmm. uh, bringing the truth to Odin's ears. So, they are known as the truth tellers in Norse mythology. I like that. I wonder if Edgar Allan Poe researched these things. So, apparently, the Norse mythology is where he was kind of taking, you know, yeah, because they were truth tellers Mm -hmm. and the bird was a messenger. Right. Telling the truth and had the gift of speech. Correct. Nice. 
So in Celtic mythology, which I threw in here just for you, because I knew you would like it. Yeah. Okay, ready? I'm about to butcher it. It is said that the goddess of battle and war, Morgan, or is it just Morgan? Morgan, Morgan. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Would fly over battlefields in the form of a raven. Therefore, Mm. ravens became associated with warfare and death. Mm -hmm. I like it. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here is, I think, the most interesting one, which I did not know before this. The others I have heard before. So, this is Welsh mythology. Mm-hmm. Bran the Blessed. Right. Is that right? Yep. Bran translates directly to crow or raven. Okay. So, Bran the Blessed. Mm-hmm. His symbol is a raven. Right. Uh, the myth involves Bran ordering for his own head to be severed. Mm-hmm. But the head can still live and talk without the body. Right. So, the head is revered as like a prophecy teller. Right. And they revere this severed head. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Did you know that? I did. I didn't know I that. I did know that, yeah. Apparently, this comes up. I have never, ready? I'm about to make a lot of people <laughs> hate me. I have never seen Game of Thrones. I have not either. But apparently, this mythology comes up in Game of Thrones. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. intrigues me a little. Yeah. You know, everybody tells me, you know, specifically our many, many years. It's been about 20 years now that we've been involved with the with the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. And so, it's just kind of a no-brainer that you would have dived into this. Right. The same with the Highlander. Um and I just have not. I feel like that's something you really have to invest in. It would be yeah. a binge-worthy watch or something. And I completely I, agree. And I'm like, ooh, I got too much on my plate right now to dive into. I did watch the first episode of The Highlander on a recommendation from my friend. And it's like, ooh, I'm going to like this. They yeah. talked about all kinds of plants. And I'm like, but I just have to. That's like a winter you're snowed in. Yes. You got like three days where you're, there's nothing to or do. Like maybe I have a little cold and I, and I need to be bedridden yeah. and I'm going to jump in. Or you're under quarantine with a pandemic, but no. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We missed the perfect time. Darn it. Well, that's kind of the thing with Game of Thrones. I feel like by the time I had any interest in watching it, it was mm-hmm. already so far in that I had heard. Yeah. Like, what are there like 10 seasons or something to that? No, I don't think, but they're, I don't I don't know. I know that every episode is like a movie. Like Ugh. it's their big productions. Uh-huh. Um Jake's parents watched it and loved it and yeah. said that we would love it and yeah, maybe sure. one day we'll check it out. But yeah, this I thought it was interesting that supposedly mm-hmm. Bran right. that mythology right. pops up and so do like ravens and crows. Right. So what do you think about that? I think it's interesting. I think ravens and crows are just so super cool i don't um look at them as a as a bad omen i don't either your sometimes your experience has been there they definitely come to you so for me personally Mm -hmm. i feel like well i'm very connected to animals period yeah you are the animal whisperer why thank you um and ever since i was little Mm -hmm. crows i just feel very connected to crows Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm always paying attention mm-hmm. when they're around. Like I kind of take them as a sign and you know, whether mm-hmm. that's, it's my personal prerogative. Okay. Right. Um, if I see an unkindness of Ravens, I yeah. think that that's interesting that that has that name mm-hmm. because I do, if I see like an absurd amount, yes. I get a little anxious, like something's about to go wrong. And something's normally mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. take 
from mm-hmm. that what you will. But there are, you know, I, I see crows all the time. Yes. If I just see a few or one, mm-hmm. I, I take that as like right. and a it's good in, sign. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, you could say, well, that, that could be anybody, you know. Yeah. But it's funny because they don't follow Jake. He, his is a hawk. Hawks. Hawks follow him everywhere. Yep. Which is interesting. And it's, you know, it's what you tune into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they might be around you, but are you tuning into that? Like, me personally, I know that, like, there's a, there's a message. There's a message in there for me. So, take heed. I think they kind of have a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. And I mean, I kind of knew, but I had never read that they were super intelligent. Right. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's cool. I think so. Again, with the association with death, because they're kind of, you know, they're scavengers and they're mm-hmm. jet black and mm-hmm. that's always associated mm-hmm. with bad things. But that's why they're known as the bird of paradox, because they're either known as like they're either revered something very dark or something right yeah, to be respected and. You know, right. Take notice. So either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that. I yeah. think it's cool that it, they pop up in a bunch of different mythologies. Oh yeah, love that. So if you're interested in that, maybe go and give that a read. Um, but I did. While I was not discussing Poe's entire life, I did want to bring up his mysterious death a little bit. That is what I was going to ask okay. you. Yeah, that is what I was like. Are you going to touch on that? Because that was messed up. I'm going to touch on it now. There is a movie called. The Raven. With my favorite actor of all time. With John Cusack. John that Cusack. He I did a great on, job. I plan on doing that okay. in a completely different episode. Wonderful. Because the movie's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's based on his stories. Mm-hmm. And they tie it in. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to touch on the mysterious death a little bit here. Because I think there's some things that you don't know. Oh, I don't know. All right. Okay. I did read every, we just talked about this yesterday and we said that the three of us traveling together is hilarious because you're in the middle, Jake is like, I'm out, go, and I have to stop and read like every placard every, and it's, you know, I put everybody to sleep, but I read every placard in the museum, so I might know, I might know. <laughs> you might know. I okay. was a little like, <laughs> what am I going to have for lunch? All right, tell me, hit okay. me. Okay. So, in 1849, he was found wandering around delirious in Baltimore, Maryland, and was rushed to the hospital. And he died a few days later at 5 a.m. on October 7th. Mm -hmm. Okay. No one knows what caused his death, and no one knows why he was in such a distressed, like, he was literally delirious. Right. Now, apparently, he had problems with opium and he had problems with alcohol. However, he had been completely sober. Right. Leading up, like, the years leading up to his death. Mm -hmm. So, and the coroner or whatever was like, no. There There was nothing. There was nothing. Right. Okay. Which kind of negates the fact, the theory that he was poisoned. Right, but here is something I had not heard before. Have you heard of the term? Let me find it in my notes. Cooping? Mm, no. Okay. Cooping is a form of voter fraud where essentially gangs kidnap people, drug them up, and have them vote multiple times how they want in an election. So it's a way for them to okay. win an election. Yeah. So people had seen him mm-hmm. a little delirious and out of it at a polling place days before. Mm-hmm. So they think that he was a victim of this cooping, that someone had kidnapped him, right? drugged him up, 
But wouldn't the coroner have found drugs? I thought they did not find any drugs in his they system. They didn't find alcohol. Ew. From what from what okay. I have read. Now, I don't know how stuff was back then. I don't know if they had the technology. Yeah. I mean, there are things that are hard to detect. I mean, maybe not right. today, but back then, like arsenic or something like that. But it's interesting. Right. It's interesting to note that he... Didn't, was not living in Baltimore. He was on a trip. He was, I think, on his way to Philadelphia, from mm-hmm. what I read. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. his way to Philly. Yeah. Um, so, other theories include suicide, murder, influenza, and the cooping, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, which I, that is something I had never heard about. Mm-hmm. But it still, to this day, remains a mystery, which it just still a mystery adds to his air of mystery correct surround the surrounding him yeah correct so okay he was buried this is really sad in an unmarked grave hmm. uh, on like his family's land only seven people came to his funeral <laughs> that's devastating i am really sad now i don't know anything about him personally maybe yeah. he was a douche i don't i really don't know <laughs> but sad. that would be a little sad um but they moved him. I guess a bunch of teachers uh, years later wanted to give him like a monument. Mm-hmm. And so they moved him to a separate plot in Baltimore in 1875. Now, during the move, his coffin broke and his remains <laughs> scattered about. Hmm. And isn't that, I know that that's maybe just. I, I hope that's not a common. I hope that's not a common thing. But because he's such a mysterious, yeah, that to me was right. like, what the hell? I don't think it's a common thing nowadays. But back then, they were made out of wood and they just decayed in Apparently the ground. Apparently, you can buy pieces of said coffin. Shut the front door. <laughs> Apparently, what? I'm, I'm not going to. No, thank you. No, you can I'll keep pass that. On that. Uh, but now there's a big monument that you can go and visit in Baltimore, um, and his wife and mother-in-law are buried next to him. Nice. So added to the list. Yeah. Well, at least he wasn't Dorothy Parker. You know, you know, her ashes were in a fouling cabinet for years. Oh no, I, d- <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking. About. I was like, what? I love Dorothy Parker. I think in her will she left her, you know, estate to her manager. I okay. Think. I, I don't. I'm not clear on every single detail, but um, and I just read something where something's coming up about it. So you might be, you might read something about it. But yeah, they. He kept her ashes in his filing cabinet for like years. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. But she left her entire estate to the Martin Luther King. Wow. To Martin Luther King. Okay. For you're throwing word. me for a loop here. I know. I'm sorry. I go <laughs> like, off on a tangent. I don't know. What? See, I am a pit of worthless information. <laughs> no. Now someone's going to be able, maybe someone's <laughs> going to be like, you know, in a trivia contest and someone's going to say, where were Dorothy Parker's ashes? In a filing cabinet. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh my God. I know this. I know this one. <laughs> you are welcome. You will not stump me. <laughs> Okay, so that is Edgar Allan Poe uh, and The Raven. I love that. That's great. Thank you. I, uh, I was really into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have loved Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, you have a really nice book collection of I Edgar do. Allan Poe. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of my prized little, possessions. Yeah. 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 It's got its own corner. <laughs> he has his own cabinet. Yeah, he does, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, voila. Am I up? It's your turn now. I'm strapped into the coaster and I'm ready to go. You ready to go, girl? You ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right. So I decided that this has been long overdue and I felt like, you know, we're 10, ep- well, 10, I don't know how many episodes we are in. This is 10. the 10th episode. This is the 10th episode. Woo! Celebrate. 
Up top. Yeah, girl. All right. So, we mention very often in our discussions, it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, did you, I don't know, brush your teeth today? Yeah. Oh, I was at <laughs> Lilydale, right? So, I decided that we probably should do an episode on Lilydale because we bring it up so often. I'm ready. Right? And I just figure that everybody knows no. what Lilydale is. So, here we go. I think that is incorrect. I'm specifically tapping into, uh, to make it pop culture mm-hmm. and tie the magic in, I'm doing a Supernatural Season 7, Episode 7, that aired in 2011, and it's called The Mentalists, Ooh. and it takes place in Lilydale. You love Supernatural. I do love Supernatural. Um, yes. So, here we go. You ready? I am so ready. I wanted to give a little history about exactly what Lily Dell is before I go into the episode. Okay. Okay. So Lily Dell is in New York, the southwestern part of New York, one hour southwest of Buffalo, just so you can kind of get an idea. It was founded in 1879. So this year marks its 141st season. Whoa. Okay. Crazy, right? That is. That's cool. So, it is the largest spiritual community in the world. The world? The world. Oh, I thought just the United States. No, the world. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to adjust a little bit. Um, I know Jake's going to be like, I'm going to kick your butt. Okay. So, um, it, so, it's like, well, what is a spiritualist community? So, it's an international member organization and a residential community um, is what Lilydale is. Okay. And it is comprised of people who practice the faith of spiritualism. So, we kind of w- wanted to go into Lilydale because we had talked about the Cottingley Fairies in the last episode. Yeah. And we talked about spiritualism and all that good stuff. So, we already know what spiritualism is, right? Tell me again. <laughs> you don't have it written down, do you? Um, it is a religious practice based on the communications with the dead, specifically through mediums. And they believe that death is not a, like a static, you're, you're progressing on the other side. Okay. And it was in its heyday in the 1840s through the 1920s. So, Lilydale established 1879. Right in the thick of it. Right. And at first, in 1879, it was known as the Casadega Lake Free Association. In 1903, they changed the name to the City of Lights. And then in 1906, it officially became Lilydale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a residential community comprised of people who practice the, space, the faith of spiritualism, which is applied through prayer, meditation, healing, and mediumship. Okay. Love it. So, like a church service there is like a networking event for dead people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good description. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I saw that somewhere in my research. (laughs) It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I took that. I got to give credit. Yeah. Um, So, uh, there are 169 homes in Lilydale, and it is surrounded by 144 acres of old growth forest adjacent to the Casadega Lake region. Population of Lilydale, 275. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Or really, can they name the population? Because there's a lot of dead people. (laughs) They don't count. They don't count, though. No, because they, you know, they can't can't pay taxes. They can't take the census. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, it is literally an idealized version of small-town American. That is really what this is. Yeah. Right? So... It is a residential neighborhood 
365 days out of the year. However, in June through September, you can pull up to the gates of Lilydale and you can come in and you pay a fee Mm -hmm. and it's changed over the years. It used to be like $10. I think it's a lot more than that. It used to be cheap. Used to be really cheap. And I don't think it's like super ridiculous, but it has. Did they move up to 15? (laughs) I think they may have. (laughs) Um, So uh, June through September for a fee, you come in and you can enter and experience this little hamlet, which is, you know, mediums and uh, spiritual practices. There's all kinds of stuff going on in there. Classes. Classes. It's ridiculous. So. Every year, they get about 22,000 people through the gates just in those three months. Okay. Right? So, if you're looking for something fun to do, guys, we have gone there so many times. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. Our our fan base really wants to do, you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. probably next year when the pandemic is hopefully over, they want to do a meetup. Well, yeah, because we were thinking about trying to go and film there this episode. But everything's still pretty shut down because of the COVID-19. So um, that wasn't going to happen. And I didn't want to wait too long to do this just because we mention it so often. Because really, we have spent so much time there. We have a lot of, we pull from a lot of experiences um, in Lilydale. So to to live there in Lilydale, like if you wanted to go live there, you would have to be a registered member of the Lilydale Assembly and um, the Mediums League. Okay. Okay, so I think you have to be, well, no, I think to live there, you have to be a spiritualist. Okay. But to be a medium there. Oh, right, Because right. they have registered mediums and they have visiting mediums. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to be a registered medium on the grounds of Lilydale and live there, you have to be a member of the Assembly and a member of the Mediums League. And so what that means is that each medium has to be tested and vetted to ensure the highest quality of mediumship. So you, yeah. they have to like test in front of all of the people that are already registered and no get the hoax here. Get the stamp yeah. of approval. Yeah. Right. So um, you can be a visiting medium and that means that you can come and visit there and you can give um, messages at like the messaging services at the at the Forest Temple or at the inspiration stump. Which are free. Which are free. Yeah, so you should say that, so there are free mm-hmm. services that you can go, like right. at the stump, like you said, and you'll just sit down and, and if they want to come to you, they'll come to you. Or you mm-hmm. can go and pay for a private. Right, right. and we talk about that right. in a little bit. Oh, so, my bad. <laughs> jumping ahead, girl. I'm just going to shut up. That's all right. We always do that to each other. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the basic little rundown okay. of what Lily Dell is. You got it pictured in your mind? I'm there. Okay. It's pictured. I want to go right now. There we go. Okay. So now take me in to this episode of Supernatural. I love Supernatural, but this episode kind of grinds my gears just a little (gasps) bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I love it, but it's so ridiculous. Okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's always driving me a little crazy because you know I'm a stickler for details. You are. Yes. I am so detail-oriented, it drives me crazy. Hello, Virgo. Exactly. I have right here. My Virgo brain. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, here's the premise. Mediums are being murdered in Lilydale. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is the most psychic town in America. Okay. Okay. So the first one to bite it is Imelda. We don't see her, but she gets brained 
She gets her head smashed in with she her gets crisp brain. She gets brained. <laughs> she gets her head smashed in. Her brains bashed in okay. with her crystal ball. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Original. Then, right. <laughs> and then it opens with Grandma Goldie. Grandma Goldie. Grandma Goldie, that's her name. And in true stereotypical fashion, you know, we've got the the bracelets and the I mean it's the whole thing, right? She's doing a seance and using a Ouija board. She's got got the people there and the planchette picks up off the ground and just cuts her she's done. In the throat. <laughs> Goodbye, In Grandma the, Goldie. Grandma Goldie, you out. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so But you know, you know what, side note, that's not a bad way to go. Really? For oh my me. God. That's that would, cool. That would hurt. It's better well, yeah, it wouldn't feel great, God. but like she's it, like <laughs> it's better than like the boring death of dying alone in your bed like i got killed by a ouija board dude i'll take <laughs> is that the bo- just I'll t- me i'll take the boring just let me fall asleep and that's the end of it <laughs> right okay so then dean comes to investigate i'm not going to go too much into the whole episode because i want to talk more about lily Dell. but basically him and sammy have had a fight and they have they were on their solo paths so he shows up at lily Dell and Lo and behold, so is Sammy there, right? <laughs> but he goes to investigate uh, Grandma Goldie's death and realizes there's all kinds of like buttons under her seat, and, you know, to make the curtains fly and the lights flicker. And, you know, what a shame. Supernatural. So, supernatural. Come on. Um, so then he goes to the um, cafe called the Good Graces Cafe. That's not what it's called. No, it's not. Where everyone is wearing, you know, tie-dye and, you know, they're all woo-woo, as he calls it. And it looks like a remodeled Denny's in there. We know <laughs> that is not yeah. what's happening at the real Lily Dale. So, um, there's two things that kind of, you pull up when they get to Lily Dale and it looks like a freaking strip mall, like, or uh, an outlet store, which we know is not what Lily Dale looks like. Okay. Right? And so they're trying to figure out who is is doing these killings. The other guy, his name is Nikolai, and he's a spoon bender, which we know they do do at Lily Dale. They have classes on spoon They'll bending. They'll teach you how to bend a spoon. It is on my bucket list. But apparently these mediums are having visions of their own death. So Nikolai has a vision that he's going to die, and instead of playing with the spoons that day, he decides to play with forks and knives. <laughs> And guess what? Seems smart. He gets impaled. Seems legit. And he's gone. He's a goner. (laughs) Okay. And then there's another gal who is uh, a friend of the the girl interest for Dean. And uh, her friend is like a Miss Cleo reincarnation. You remember Miss Cleo? I do, yes. So I had to look her up because she, from 1997 to 2003, she was um, on this infomercial called the Psychic Network, I where remember you would pay. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how because, but yeah, I so, remember those, right? And she would, you know, do these tarot card readings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But you know, it was a big scam, and so well, you know. <laughs> burp, burp. But yeah, so when somebody says Miss Cleo, you know, so this guy gal was kind of like her, and she had a vision of her own death, and there was a woman that was like choking her, mm. and it was a ghost. So the the girl says, "Well, I think I've seen her somewhere before." So Dean and Sam go off to the museum, (laughs) which looks like the Taj Mahal. I mean, there's a gift shop. Hmm. I love a gift shop. It was all decked out. It was beautiful. Now we know. Again, we're going to talk about that. Not what it looks like in Lilydale. 
So they end up coming across this display of pictures that um, is called like the siblings wall. Okay. Okay. And they see this picture of two guys called the Campbell brothers and um, they are famous psychics, famous mediums. Okay. And then they see the picture that they recognize as killing Cleo, the Cleo wannabe, right? Okay. And he says, well, who's this person? And he says, well, that's uh, the Fox sisters. Okay. So. Oh, no. Right. So, we're going to get into that. So, but just keep these things in your mind. So, the Campbell brothers, the Fox sisters. So, in true supernatural you know, form, they go ahead and dig up the bones and salt them. But they come across this guy. His name is Jimmy Tomorrow, and he owns the Emporium, which is where he sells like tchotchkes of the supernatural kind. I also love a tchotchke. Right, don't you? Um, And here he has put a binding spell on one of the Fox sisters to do his bidding because he's a little peeved that he's the real deal and these other people are... You know, they're mm-hmm. fakes. Gotcha. And so he's killing all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so they get rid of her. And that's pretty much the end of the episode, okay. right? But I wanted to go through, because I know we talk a lot also, and I just wanted to make some clarifications, because we sling a lot of words around, and I just wanted to be clear for my own sake, but we have a medium, we have a psychic, we have a clairvoyant. Okay. Right? So, a medium is a person through whom the spirits of the dead are able to contact the living. Right. Right? So, it's just like a phone. The medium is a phone. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just giving the message. Right. A psychic is a person who is sensitive to the influences or forces of a non-physical or supernatural nature. Okay. Okay. And a clairvoyant is having the power to see things beyond the range of natural vision. Gotcha. Okay. So. There's a little thunderstorm oh that just gosh. came through. Do you think it's Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Woo. It's kind of fitting with our spooky mood. It okay. Is I love spooky. it. I've got my Halloween gear on. It says, yes, rain right on. We're ready. Okay. So, what the biggest thing that peeves me off in this episode of Supernatural is that it literally looks like a new age Las Vegas strip. Yeah, that's not accurate. There are people reading on the streets. There are crowds of people. There are neon signs everywhere. There are modern conveniences like traffic lights. It's ridiculous because we're going to talk about that is not what Lilydale looks like at all. So if you have watched this episode or if you're going to go and watch this episode, it is not a true... Don't judge Lilydale by it. And so I was like, where... So obviously they film in Vancouver, supernatural Mm -hmm. so that's where is that obvious i didn't know that really (laughs) oh i'm not you're not a true fan i'm not supernatural's biggest fan (laughs) you know i'm not a member of the fan club right exactly so one of the things that um you know i'd like to go through and give a, a, a couple little cute tidbits give them to me about the episode so um at one point he uh says when they go to dig up the bones, it's em- the, the grave is empty. And he says, we've been heraldoed. Okay. Okay. Do you know what that means? No. Okay. So, I know what that means because I'm old. 
Uh, oh, so you, you know who old. you know who Geraldo Rivera is? Yeah. Okay. So in 1986, now think back to to television. He did this live broadcast. It was a two hour special event on television. I was there. I watched it where he was doing this live broadcast where he found this hidden vault in, uh, what was it called? In the Lexington Hotel. Okay. Which was owned by Al Capone. Cool. Okay. And so they found this hidden vault and instead of opening it and seeing what it was in it, he was going to do this on live television and show the world this cool, like historic thing. And when they opened the vault, there was nothing in it. (laughs) And it was literally like two hours of just like waiting to waiting see. and oh building God. it up, building it up. And you opened. I mean, there was not even a freaking not a pebble, not a pebble, not a bottle of beer, nothing. Ouch! <laughs> and so it's kind of like a big joke, right? Okay, gotcha. You've been heralded. Lol. Right. I'm gonna pull that. Here's another <laughs> thing you can pull out of your pocket. <laughs> useless info another thing i bet you did not know okay in 1985 the 10,000 maniacs came out with an album called uh, the wishing chair okay number four song titled lilydale really yes and you know why because the band was from jamestown which is 30 minutes outside of lilydale i did not know that Also, where Lucille Ball is from, because we have driven through on our way to Lilydale through Jamestown, and they are having like this big Lucille Ball festival. No thanks. Right? I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, that's the episode. I didn't go through like too deep on it and give too many details. I think they can go and watch it if they want the whole shebang. So, I want to talk about the real versus the fiction of that episode. Do it. Okay. So, when you pull up to the gates of Lilydale, it is a small wooden ticket booth, not a strip mall of shops, right? And there's like one person in there and they don't, I don't think they take credit cards. It's like, you better have cash to get in that gate. Yeah, we haven't been there in a few years. I don't know if they've updated, but it was very old school. Old school. And so, you enter and it's like another world. Like, time has stood still. The buildings are, like, built in the 1800s. They're little cottages. The roads are barely paved. It's pretty magical. It is very... You are going into another world. The outside world, the modern world that we live in, is not visible. It's a dry town. It's a dry town. There is no drinking there. There are no televisions, like... You can't go watch television anywhere. You don't go into the two eateries that are on the premises and see big screen televisions everywhere. Right. There's none of that. It's all about separate. You're kind of tapping into yes the world. There's one little, po- but they are their own town. Yeah. They have a little post office. Mm-hmm. They have a fire station up on the top of the hill. We've camped right next We've to it. We've camped there. They have a community garden that they plant every year where you can help yourself to whatever's in there. Like, you Love know, it. just help yourself if you want to go get a zucchini or whatever. The best peaches. I just oh. bought some peaches the other day. And they suck. No, because the best peaches I've ever had, Lily Dow. Right. Thanks for ruining peaches for us. <laughs> Don't think that you're going to Lilydale and it's going to be like a shopping excursion. No. Or there's going to be tons of things to do. Take yourself a book. Relax. Be ready to chill. Tune into the energy. There's one bookstore. 
It's probably the size of this couch. I mean, there's there's more than books in there. There's crystals, and but it's yeah. not anything it's huge. It's very small. Right. Very small. I think I've got some magnets there. Lily Dell <laughs> magnets for my... Got a magnet. Got a magnet. Um, but they'll ha- often have like guest speakers and writers and stuff like that. Um, they have uh, the bargain shop, which Love is kind shop. of reminded me of the Emporium in this episode. Mm. It's like a bunch of crap that's like left from the it's been there for a long time it's got a few layers of dust on it i love it and we always go in there and we buy peanuts for 50 cents you feed squirrels and we feed the squirrels because there are a million squirrels on the lily dough right and then uh we have the crystal cove right which is a gem shop like oh right right that's what i was talking about yeah yeah oh yeah no i was talking about just the bookstore i forgot about that yeah bookstore there don't you know take snacks because there's not a lot of places to eat unless you're going to leave the gate right so we but have then you have to pay for re-entry but then you have to pay for re-entry so we never left the gate <laughs> um so there used to be a coffee shop called there called uh cup of joe's or hey, joe's i loved cup of joe's that is where i was literally turned on to lavender shortbread cookies and lavender Ooh. lemonade oh my gosh so, so good delicious. so i think it is something else now but there was also the sunflower cafe which was just cafeteria style mm-hmm. and the pagoda which was like vegan eats which i heard they'd changed to an ice cream shop or something Hmm, that's a bummer yes so there is one hotel there's some guest cottages but one hotel which is the maplewood haunted as hell it was built in 1880 and i think the back end of it settled into the ground because when you sleep (laughs) you're you're going downhill yeah and i think the bedspreads are left from the 1880s they're a little itchy they're a little yeah they're some sort of odd material that i do not know not a fan no ac no. And it's like you share a shower yeah. with the whole floor. Communal. Communal shower. Uh, there's a sign on the door that reads, no seances, readings, or healings allowed. Bummer. Right. <laughs> and literally everything closes down in that town at like seven, like six so or seven. So you have to talk to other people. Yeah. So that's the, what I wanted to bring up is outside of the Maplewood is this huge wraparound porch. Mm-hmm. And that's where people gather. And they talk. Hey, they talk to they each other. They have conversations. And it's conversations. I've had some of the best conversations there because it's like, you know, about mock Sebastian and seances and Ouija boards and just the coolest stuff. All walks of life, all very open-minded, all just there uh, to, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Yeah, so you either hang out on the porch or you can go take the ghost tour, take the ghost tour at We've night. We've done it twice. We've done that twice. <laughs> or you can go to the beach and partake in the drum circle or We've done that i got chewed by mosquitoes you sure <laughs> really did really bad yeah they also have the what is it sweat lodge the sweat lodge mm-hmm. yeah so you can go do that but pretty much there's nothing happening nothing but classes and yeah but even the little restaurants closed down at like six oh, or yeah. seven yeah yeah have snacks very important people have snacks that's really what she wants you to (laughs) make sure you take some snacks this is not modern living Mm -hmm. i had a friend go there and say i hated that place it was there were no modern conveniences and i was like yeah that's That's, the that's the good part about it right point so um some of the other things you might partake in while you're at lilydale the fairy tale village the fairy little village. Love that. You the go pet out, cemetery. The pet cemetery. And mm-hmm. that's not Stephen King's pet cemetery, but... <laughs> it's not spooky. Yeah, so we, you go into the Leland Woods. Mm-hmm. And the first stop 
on the path is the pet cemetery. Yeah. Right. But uh, that was established in 1900, the pet cemetery. Oh. And it, it happened when on the Casadega Lake, it was frozen and one of the horses fell through and he died and they buried him up there in the pet cemetery. So established in 1900. So keeping through our path on the Leoland Woods is the old growth forest, which is like thousands of years old. And it has like hemlocks, maples, red oaks, white pines, black cherry, cucumber, magnolia. And the nice thing is that there are like shepherd's hooks with plaques yeah. that tell you all about the plants, which is... We know you love that. Right up my alley there. You know when we travel anywhere, I want to know what's growing. You sure do. I'm like, what's what's growing here? What's, what's your cash crop? <laughs> I'm like, look it up. What's the cash crop here? <laughs> so at the end of the trail, you come to the inspiration stump, which is like... Definitely. The, the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. And that's where mediums gather at Lilydale at 1 and 5.30 every day. And they give spiritual messages from from the other side. Right. To connect with spirit. Uh, so, it's very palpable, the energy there. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, and it's named after a sacred pine that was there that once it died, the stump was there. And so, the, in the 1800s, they used to all, like, stand on the stump. Yeah. I re- yeah. Right. I and see. so, it was starting to rot. They have pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, now they have a gate around it and, like, seats that you go and sit at. Right. So, now, let me get to the Fox sisters. Okay. Okay. So, we talked about uh, Dean and Sammy going into the, the museum, right? Mm-hmm. So, the Fox sisters, are they're real. That's a real part. They are. Okay. So, they there were three of them from Hydesville, New York, and they played an important role in the creation of spiritualism. So, they were born um, different times, like 1814 to 1837, and they died in like 1890, 92. Um, Margaret was 14 in 1848 and Kate was 10 in 1848 and the two of them used to to um, say that they would hear these rappings in the hall and that spirits were communicating with them a rapping at the door a rapping at the door tying it in and so they became somewhat of a phenomena phenomenon a phenomena a phenomena <laughs> and uh the eldest sister ended up managing their careers because they became celebrities. They did. Right? Um, in 1888, okay, so now 48 to 88, Okay, Margaret confesses that it was all a hoax hmm. and that they made wow. it all up by tying a string to an apple and... Wow, again, with the girls pulling one over on the entire world. Hilarious. Uh, the following year, she attempted to recant the story. But by this time, their careers were over and washed up. And in fewer than five years, all three of the sisters had died. Mm. Yeah. So, despite the confession, the movement continued to grow. It did not stop the spiritualism movement. And funny to me, despite that, that they are still heralded as, like, celebrities. Like, Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's books. There's... They... Isn't their house like yeah. at Lilydale? So the Fox Cottage. Well, and I will say that when they died, uh, Margaret was an alcoholic, and they died literally in destitution and poverty. They were. That's really sad. Yeah. So, but the Fox Cottage that they grew up in was in Hydesville, and that's considered the birthplace of modern spiritualism. 
And so it was purchased and moved to Lilydale in 1915. Okay. Okay. And, um, as a, for preservation and as a memorial, but tragically in 1955 it burnt to the ground. So right now, like when we go there, there's a there's a, like um, a marker, a meditation garden, right. and a marker of where the house stood. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but the Fox sisters, yes, they were real. There's books on them if you are interested in this topic. Oh, absolutely. So a little bit of trivia: uh, the Marion Skidmore Library is up. At the top, um, when you first come into Lilydale, definitely you want to visit there when you go because it houses, and I don't think I ever appreciated this in all the years that we have gone there, it houses the largest collection of spiritualist books in the world. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Is that crazy? That's cool. And there is, I found two more spiritualist communities. Mm -hmm. One is the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp in Florida. And there's a Camp Chesterfield in Indiana. Mm. And they're both active and remaining communities. Okay. So we kind of touched on it a little bit last week, but Lilydale has had some famous visitors in all of the years that it's been around. Yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. we talked about. Um, Gandhi. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Mae West was a frequent visitor there. And um, Susan B. Anthony. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, Susan B. Anthony was a frequent guest there, and she used to go there and speak on, you know, women's rights. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then, of course, Mr. Harry Houdini. I did know that one. <laughs> yeah. Which so, gonna... again, we're going to talk, talk on that. But in the 1920s, Harry Houdini made it his mission to expose mediums and seances. Um, he made it his mission, and I think it had something to do once his mother passed away. Buzzkill. I know. <laughs> but it, he felt like it was taking advantage of people when they were grieving and giving them false hope. And so he made it his mission to expose okay. these charlatans, as he called them. And the funny thing is, is a lot of times when people would come, uh, when he would come and knock on the doors of the mediums, they would lock their doors and hide. Oh, So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of books one you used to read when you were a teenager. Yeah, I pulled it up. Um, so if you have kids and you are interested in yeah. mediums or Lilydale or this topic at all, and you want them to maybe learn, there's a book series called Lilydale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there's four of them. Lilydale Awakening, Believing, Connecting, and Discovering by Wendy Corsi. And I loved them. Yeah, you yeah. really did like It's those. about a young medium who lives in Lilydale. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, if yeah. you want a teacher... Your youngins. <laughs> Your youngins. Um, and there's also one that I really enjoyed. It's one of the first ones I read. I think it came out in 2003. It's called Lilydale, The True Story of the Town That Talks to the Dead mm-hmm. um, by Christine Wicker. Okay. And then there's also one on the Fox Sisters. I think yes. we have that. But we also made our screen debut. We did. We're famous. Because when we were... Was it the first year we were there? Very first the year. The very first year we had gone to Lilydale, which was in 2010 when this aired. Woo. So we have been going there for a long time. I feel old. Okay. I do feel old. Um, HBO was there filming a documentary. They were. And it was fascinating. That is... That was the best Maybe trip. we'll do a separate episode if you want our stories, like yeah. our personal stories. That yeah. would be cool. But in that documentary, which is titled No One Dies in Lilydale, 
Um, you can see we just our hats make an appearance. This hat, if you're watching on YouTube, this hat <laughs> that I the, wear all the time, oh you can gosh. see it bob through a crowd, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm famous. So you've literally had the hat for ever. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing is that I thought was really interesting is the Campbell brothers. They were real. Oh, really? Yeah. Except they weren't brothers. So in oh. the episode of Supernatural. He they ask who he who they are and he says oh that's the Campbell brothers but they weren't really brothers mm. that was the identity they took because they were a couple but it just was Aww. not um, you know yeah um, accepted in that time period Aww. and that is true wow. they, they were real they were real people and they were a couple and they performed as brothers I did not know about yeah. that I'm Isn't gonna that have interesting to, I yeah. I yeah. would love to learn more about that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is uh, what I have to say about Lilydale. What do you think? I love Lilydale and uh. I find it to be fascinating and beautiful and so magical. And so I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it gives people a better idea of what a spiritualist community is and, and, and you know, how you can just go and visit there, even yeah. though it's a place where people live. Right. Yeah. So when you if you go there other than June through September, you're not going it's just to gonna be like a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And there are mediums mm-hmm. and you can get private readings. So if you don't want to go to one of the stump readings or something like that, I think there's forty registered mediums right now. Wow. And uh, they charge between eighty and a hundred dollars for a thirty minute reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would encourage, again, kind of weird times right now, but I would encourage everyone to go. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think we should honestly try to go and do a meetup one year oh. and maybe film there. Um, that would be awesome. Super magical. Uh, it's an energy there, unlike anything I have experienced, yeah. for sure. I mean, we literally could do an entire episode on... On just our on stories. our stories. Yeah, if you were interested in that, I I think yeah. that would be super cool. That would be a cool, like, one-off. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's really cool. We have met some of the coolest people there. It is really... Yeah. And have just had some really phenomenal experiences there. Yeah. Yeah. Would highly it. recommend learn about it. Pick up some of these books, maybe. Yeah. Go watch that documentary so you can. Dude, end. it's great. Oh my god! Screenshot if <laughs> if you see. I think I have a Screenshot blue. I have hat. a blue hat. A blue hat on. You have a blue hat on, and I have my gray knit hat on. Mm-hmm. And if you see, us, screenshot it, and I'll send just, you like an Uncle Bob sticker because <laughs> I find it hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Brought back some good memories. Oh, I know. We've had some really just wonderful, awesome times there. I love yeah. that place. We haven't been there in a couple of years. The last time we were there is when I was teaching a, an herbalism class. Yeah, we need to get back. Yeah, it's been about two years, I think. I know. We used to try to go almost every year, so. We'll get there. We'll get there, girl. Maybe with, with some of you guys. Yeah. All right, up top. Yeah? Yeah. I love this. I love this, this too. This was a good a, one. I know. Yes. Love the vibe, love the vibe. Um, we're going to introduce a little new segment. Are we? We are. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to end each episode now with a segment called Killer Quote of the Week. Ooh. And it makes me want to do like a... Okay. Yeah, maybe we need a theme song for Killer Quotes of the Week. 
Um, I said it was like Wayne's World. I know. <laughs> Wayne's World. Um, we're each going to pick a quote. We're not mm-hmm. going to explain it, but we're just going to yeah. leave you with it. Mm-hmm. With some words of wisdom. Words. It words could, to wisdom. Yeah. yeah. It could pertain to our topic. It doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what we're yeah. going to leave you with. So mine. Okay. This week is all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. And uh. that is Edgar Allan Poe. Ah, I like it. Yes. Okay, here's my quote. Okay. There's fake woo-woo crap, and then there's real woo-woo crap. Dean Winchester. Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) Thank you, Supernatural. Okay. Thank you, Supernatural. (laughs) Thanks for putting that. (laughs) Love it. All right. All right. So, now, TTFN. All right. Right on? Right on. Cut print. Check the gate. Moving on.